Welcome to Live Committed. It's a central platform for the Ariel Tribe community, where we believe in the individuals about executing the discipline of standards plus habits are going to equal results in their life. On this podcast, we want to provide a space where you can learn to grow through conversations and connection with other people to reach the highest vision that you have for yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And at Ariel Tribe, we are passionate about results. So whether you're feeling stuck in your business, your marriage, your spiritual journey, or whatever's going on in your life, we would love to invite you to the tribe to learn how you can live a committed life. You can always visit us at www.ariel-tribe.com. That's A-R-I-E-L-tribe.com to learn more about who we are and how to get connected to the tribe. So Aaron, let's get on with the show. What's up, tribe? We are back. I am Aaron, and I'm here, as always, with my partner, Jason Jenkins. Hello, hello, everybody, and hello, Aaron. Hey, we are, uh, we're going to tackle a fun episode today, and um, we've been just thinking about, like, what would be effective, even just in our own life, what would be effective yeah. for us to um, to talk through and remind ourselves of and and maybe glean from one another on some of those things. And so today, we have a, we have a great... Uh, episode for you. And we are going to talk about um, the reality that when you have a, is it Seth Godin wrote the book Tribes. And one of the things that he says in that book is um, the leader influences the tribe, but the tribe also influences the leader. 100%. And so the the tension that we live in is whoever you let in your tribe is going to shape who you are and so it would be wise for you to be intentional about that. So we want to talk about that today. Yeah. Like, who do you let in your tribe? Who do you let influence you? And and who do you intentionally try to influence? Like who are those people that you want to um, step into their life intentionally? Yeah. So uh, we'll begin with that. Let me let me start off with just this question. Like sure. when you think about, let's just start with <clears throat> friendship. Just. We'll start there. We'll go to some other spheres, but yeah. um, with friendship, how many like close friends do you think you have, and and is that like just by virtue of accident, or are you intentional with that? Uh, I would go with probably three, like like hey, I can go to them with anything, and there's going to be great sounding board, great wisdom, and great judgment that because of you know they love me, and I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just been intentional over the years. Uh, I think one is Senyo, my mentor. I've mentioned him on the show. That goes back to 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Amadeo, my best friend in San Diego. Uh, that's like 2007. And Don Sides here in 2012 where I'm like, okay, guys, like <laughs> walked into the bank. I robbed the bank. You know what I mean? And uh, went down to the store. Like, who knows whatever I did. They were like, yeah, that's a really big mistake. You know? <laughs> here's so, the getaway car. Let's here's, go. Yeah. Uh, no, but it really, I, I think that those are the, the opportunities where I think all of us are intentional. Like, it's a two-way street, and I'm really grateful for that. My mother always says to me, you know, if you die and you can count your friends on one hand, then you're a very blessed person, mm. you know? And so I think that just in the spirit of the world that we live in, just time, we talk about how busy we both are. Yeah. And I know everybody listening to this is like, we're all busy. Um, so what do you do with that spare time? And I really try to guard that um, specifically around the friends. So that's the number I got. Don't know if that's the right number yeah. or not, but it just, there's no destination on, in terms of like the like that, what is that number for me? And I'm sure, you know, along the way, just, you know, life will bring more in, but I can tell you I'm really slow to it. Yeah. I'm very, very guarded about, you know, like we talked about this right before the show, there's almost like rings. There's like the core, because that's how I'm thinking about it. And right. then, 
that kind of rings out. But I just didn't like, you know, vomit my entire heart on the table and be like, all right, come on in, you know, I'm going to be completely vulnerable. So that's just, I guess, me a little bit. What about you? Yeah, I, you know, what's funny is uh, I would tell you it, it is also three, but for different reasons. Um, and I, over the years, this has been something that has been really, really core to me as a human. And part of the reason is because when I was in college, I was told by my professors who were getting me prepared to go into the ministry, they said flat out, don't let people too close to you. Because if you interesting, because if you do, they won't follow you. And I was like, because of the ministry, yeah. And I was like, man, huh. it, if that's if that's true, like the closer <laughs> they get to me, the less they want to follow me. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah, you know that that's that doesn't seem like that has any integrity in it at all. No. But what it does is it sets up pastors to be just super lonely, and ministry's already a lonely yeah. space. Like there's just I not a lot so. of people who understand the dynamics of it. And so to have somebody that you can have that knows you all the way to your soul, and they're not going to weaponize what they find out mm -hmm. is just critical. In fact, when I was in my graduate program, so a master's degree, 6% of the world's population has a master's degree. So put that in perspective. So this is going to be allegedly part of the top 6% educated pastors in the world. And the, the professor asked uh, this question. He said, how many of you have a close friend in your church? Myself, in, in a class of 20 guys, this cohort of 20 guys, okay. myself and one other person who was also part of my church put our hands in the air. How many of you have a close friend in your church? Two people out of 20 put their hands in the air. And then he broadens the question and he says, how many of you have a close friend at all? One more person put their hand in the air. Wow. They're just, and, and we're told that you're like, if you're going to lead, if you're going to lead you, the, the higher, and they, they call it CEO's disease in the corporate world, right? Like the higher you go in leadership, the less accurate feedback you get. Cause people are much less willing to tell you the truth because their job's on the line. Correct. So, but, <clears throat> but the truth is for me, if, if I don't have people who know me to my guts, I can't. Yeah, I can't I, function. I can't function either. I I have to have those individuals that I can go to, like we said, in that safe place, and really just put it on the line. Yep. You know, like hey, I'm really struggling with something, and and once you have that bond, it is it is a very special gift. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't like I always tell guys, this is my environment where I'm not Pastor Aaron. I'm just Aaron here, yeah. so I don't have to say it correctly, and I don't even have to mean exactly what I <laughs> yeah. say. I'm just gonna word vomit yep. and and then we'll make sense out of what came out yeah, you know, totally. later but you know those are those are those spaces where they're like yeah you know that was that was dumb what you said but let's talk that through yeah. you know i and i and for me it's three there's three guys as well and the reason for that is uh, what i've discovered is two of those are constant um and and then there's always seems to be one that kind of filters in and filters out yeah um but it's always been three and i think honestly um as somebody who lives and dies on relationship, I actually have a pretty low relational capacity. I have a high relational desire. I have a low relational capacity. So what that means is yeah. I want to just know a few people, but know them really deeply. Really deep. And because for me, if I'm going to call you, like you're one of those people in my inner circle, you're part of the tribe. Yeah. Um, like I'm going to take a bullet for you. Yep. And, and so in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. when you call, I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to go. And I... 
you can't do that for very many people. No, you can't. Um, it, so to me, three is the number that I can manage in that scope, right? Now, outside of that, do you have um, family excluded? Yeah. So wife and kids doesn't count, and and then like mom and dad and yeah. brothers, that doesn't count. No. Because that's obvious, right? Yeah. They're going to influence the, you. They're somewhere close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just going to um, inadvertently. Um, do you have people that influence you like outside of that? scope mm -hmm. or are you just like hardline no no 100 percent. i mean i consider you to be one of those friends that influences you know my life and i'm grateful for that um and I, yeah no there's a i would say yeah there's there's a couple other people that um kind of fall out of that core that you know i want feedback from listen to um you know and it's interesting now the more we kind of unpack that it it's still not a big number you right. know like i i just because I want to know who is that person, right? That I really am willing to, you know, listen to, take information, and just simply spend time. Yeah. I mean, just the fact of we find ourselves, you can load up your calendar like, hey, we're going to go to dinner with this couple, that couple, this person, that person, and I'm finding myself like trying to protect that more and more mm -hmm. as to like where is where does Jason Jenkins ultimately want to be? Right. And some of that time is just with me. You know what I mean? If it's reading, if it's working out, if it's just reflecting, um, it just in the midst of, you know, the craziness of the business schedule. Right. So that's kind of my, for myself, what about you? Yeah. I, um, I mean, obviously I have a, my, my core core people, but then I would, then I would say outside of that, I have people that I have to allow to influence me whether I want them to or not. Yeah. But the, what, what's interesting for me is their, their input, their influence, their, um, what they speak into my life typically gets then taken in and refiltered through one of those inner core people. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, what do you think about that? I, agree. I do the same. Yeah. Just as a because at the end of the day, it's that opinion and that that's the the reality of the world that we live in is that there's just so many spaces to get information that what happens is people wind up just going, no, this space I trust. Yeah, um, and the rest of this is just noise. So that that and that diminishes really, really, really quickly. Yep. Um, for people. So yeah, for me, I, uh, I, I, if I have people that have to speak into my life, I will almost always put it through the filter of the people that I trust the most. It's just the way it is. I like the way you, I like the way you frame that. Um, cause I think I've been doing that, but I don't really kind of intentionally thought about it. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey guys, you know, Hey Mike, you know, this was said, or I'm feeling this way. Like, let's say I kind of get, you know, we all get attacked mentally, like, hey, at work, like, man, I'm really feeling like I'm sucking at this. Right. You know, is that true? Like, I need you to tell me, am I, am I being an idiot right now, or, or is this the situation? And so, um, yeah, I like the way you said that because I naturally do that. I take it back to that core people uh, of friends, yeah, and then um, you know, take it back to my wife because she's always going to be honest with me too. <laughs> this she, is something that yeah. for me, I've tried to be real intentional about over the years because. Being in, and you know this as being in a corporate leader position, but being a pastor is unique in that if somebody decides to, they can really damage a lot of people yeah. if they choose to misuse information that I share with them. Like there's a lot of people writing on that. And so, like, for example, if I'm if I'm in a just in a tough spot spiritually and emotionally. Uh, and I'm hanging out, and I pop off of the swear word, and then they start spread. Oh, Aaron, Aaron. some some yep. kind of Christian he is, and they like the gossipy rumor stuff. Um, 
they can really damage yeah. a lot of people. Like there's a lot of people that that are lives that are at stake. Yeah, especially in your situation. And yeah. I think that's got to be, you know, it's a little more challenging as a pastor because there are just certain expectations people are just going to have. Yeah. You know, I don't care what denomination you're like, I'm a pastor. And there's just this mental picture slash box that, oh, well, then you must operate in that box because... Because if I was a pastor, that's the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Right, like just right. naturally doing that. Right. So. Here's the other thing that I would uh, ask you about this mm-hmm. sphere of friendship, and then maybe we'll move to business and something yeah. else. Um, when you think about... Um, so you're successful, you have um, great family, you guys are fun to, to hang out with. There's a lot of people that want to be in your sphere. How do you filter that? Is it just like a... I don't like the way you look or is there, you know, is there like you smell funny? What, what's it's your definitely f- the smell funny. It's <laughs> definitely like, Hey babe, I can't hang out with them. They really <laughs> like li- literally smell. No, I, I don't. Wow. Well, that's a great question. I, I think there's, you know, I don't take, I mean, I take life very serious as you know, but then there's those times where you do just want to kind of casually hang out with somebody and, and unplug. But um, I don't know if Jennifer and I, have really sat down and intentionally said, Hey, this is kind of how we're going to filter our time and our relationships. Mm-hmm. For us, I think it's just kind of been an organic thing where you got to just kind of get a sense like, Hey, you know, like that's just kind of a, a blood sucking situation that I just, right. On a Friday night, I mean, I just went to battle all week. I just don't have the energy for that. Right. And almost kind of self selects in a certain way, right. I guess. And so, um, yeah, I guess that, that's how I would answer that question is I don't really, you know, it, it just, it'll just naturally come up and arise itself. And, you know, that's kind of how I think about it. But what about you? Yeah. So I think in, in every relationship, there's three parts to the relationship. There's my part. I had to do my part in the relationship. Yeah. There's your part. You have to do your part in a relationship. And then, then there's God's part. And I think God's part in a friendship like that is, you know, the Bible says that like David and Jonathan, who Jonathan is the son of the the guy who wants to kill David, and yet David and Jonathan, it says their their hearts are knit together. Yeah, um, that's God's part. Like only God can do that. And so I think there's a piece of it where it's like, you know what? I can't. Sometimes there's a real obvious like, you are a hundred percent take, and and I don't yeah. have enough. I don't have enough deposited in my own bank account emotionally to be able for you to be making constant withdrawals. Yeah. Now everybody, every relationship is, you know, give and take a healthy relationship is give and take. But if I don't, but if I'm only give and you're only take, that's, that's going to dry up pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so there's some of those that kind of just disclose themselves. Yeah. They just do. And, and in my opinion, I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm, that's gone. Right. You know, that's gone. That's done. Right. I don't need that. I don't want that. It's just, it's just, yeah, I don't, don't need it or want it. And I think people who, um, are in positions where other people want to get to know them because of the position that they're in have a really sensitive radar for that. Yep. Really sensitive radar for that. So let, just as a side note, and then I'll get back to what I was saying. If you are in a position like at work, for example, where you want to get to know like what's made your boss successful and you go um, to your boss and immediately start making withdrawals on the relationship, like that's an equation for them to just cut you off. Like, tell me, how do you do this? How do you do this? I want to be, I don't want to be. Like go and be an asset, go and be a, a blessing to them in some way, go, go and give, invest into the relationship and say, I just want you to be better because I believe in what you're doing. 
then all of a sudden that information on what makes them successful has a tendency to flow a lot freer. Correct. But the other piece of that is um, there are sometimes that going back to God doing his part, I, I can't put my finger on it. I just don't have yeah. any desire to spend time with you. Yeah. I, and that's okay. And that's okay. It, it, yeah. It's not. It, it's not coming from a. You're not good enough. It's not coming from a. You know. I don't. Don't take it personal. It, it just. Right, it it's just, just God. Did, God did His part in this way. Yeah. Totally. Agree. And we've got to be okay with that. Great. Um, and and yet there are also times where God opens the door and sticks two people together. That's like neither one of them have time for them or this relationship, but somehow that happens. Yeah. You know. I feel that way a little bit about our relationship. Like it just seems like our daughters went to school together and then all of a sudden, the more we talked, the more it's like, I, I would like to hang out with yeah, that guy. Totally. You know? And, and so it's just this weird, like that's the intangible reality of those people that you let in your tribe. And, and so then to measure like, okay, so who is this Jason guy? Is he somebody that I want in my tribe? Yeah. 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 He is. So. Yeah. No, vice versa. And, and, and it's super important. I think just as you, you know, I think it's one of the reasons we want to talk about this is being intentional about it, right? right. Like really thinking about it. And I, you know, I wish I would have thought about this, to be honest with you, earlier in my life. I just, um, I think earlier in my life, I would, I feel like you and I kind of are on the same page, like, hey, relationships are important. I want to be liked, you know what right. I mean? All of those things. And so when you're young, you're like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to collect a bunch of friends and we're all going to hang out. And, you know, I was kind of that guy, to be honest right. with you, that was, you know, texting or calling and, and just, you know, getting back to just kind of less is more, I guess, that statement, right? And yeah. I, I wish I would have thought through that more. Yeah, and I, I think the being intentional piece of it, you know, we live in a super lonely culture, Yeah, super lonely. So what happens is if you're not intentional about the kind of people that you let in your life, you can have a tendency to open the door to people that are really going to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. And you just can't, you, that, that's never going to go well. Like, and, but we don't have a criteria by which we can go, hey, that's a, this, is a, this is a person that is, just for lack of a better term, they're worth my time. Or yeah. this is a person who's not worth my time. Doesn't mean that they're worth less, but I'm not going to let them have that friendship piece of my life because they're not safe. They're not going to be trustworthy with that. Yeah, and I, it also makes me think about the value of having a mentor, you know, like someone who has traveled farther along and, and can help, you know, provide that guidance. Yep. I know that that's just what Senio's done a great job for me is just kind of getting to the God part of what you just said. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, Jason, sometimes you just got to you gotta let go because sometimes I'm not too good at that. Meaning like, hey, I'm going to muscle my way, you know, get this right. rock to the top of the mountain. I don't care what it takes or, you know, and, and even sometimes in relationships where you're like, oh, no, I'm going to work really hard to try and fix this or that other person and, and um, so that's always been another great asset is is having somebody that can be outside and kind of help you think through relationships like that. Yeah, sometimes grit can get the best of you. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, <laughs> it's yeah. a grit is a great skill as long as it's it's like we talked about um, before. It's a great servant. It's not a great master. That's right. Um, but that's that's the danger of of trying to bulldog your way through life without another tool in the toolbox. Like Correct. sometimes, like a hammer is the absolutely appropriate <laughs> tool when it's the right tool. When it's the right tool. But when it's the wrong tool, it can be really destructive. Very true. Same thing so with grid. True. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. So, so okay, so let's move out of the friendship sphere. Let's move into the work sphere. So who's in your tribe at work and why do you put them there? Um, you, you know, so for me at work, I would say I actually get more influenced um, by 
just third party content. Like, as you know, I, I mean, I'm a big consumer of reading every single day. That's just a part of my habits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just the, the different podcasts. So I, I'm really focused on not so much self-improvement. I, I challenge myself on helping be surrounded by people that think. I, I love that. People that ask really good questions, like what's around the corner? How should I be thinking about not just the step in front of me, but two or three steps down the road and, and paying attention to to life. I don't think we spend enough time slowing down mm-hmm. and going, okay, what's really going on here? Like that was that was actually one of my meetings I had this week is I just brought the team and I said, we're going to spend the next hour thinking. And they looked at me like, okay, about what? About your job <laughs> and yeah. about like, what are you not seeing? And what came from it was almost a two hour beautiful meeting of us solving problems and, and, and thinking 12 months down the road. And so, um, but for me, I, I, that, that's kind of where I'm at as it relates to that. Um, I do have, uh, kind of more of a business mentor. Um, and, and Bob is, a, is, he's a great guy that I can go to very successful and say, Hey, I'm thinking about this. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, but actually when I kind of begin to get certain thoughts, let's say that are more specific around an opportunity, this might sound funny. I literally go hire somebody. Uh, I go to this website called Upwork, which is this beautiful network of awesome human beings that specialize in that space. I'm like, great, I'm going to hire you for five hours. I just need to know what you know. Like I hired a guy a couple months ago around AI. I was like, I just, I'm going to hire you for three hours. I just need your entire brain dumped on me as much as you can. Mm -hmm. That's where, to me, I get the most benefit from that. So I'm like, Bob, like, hey, Bob, what do you think strategically is I respect him? But I find myself seeking out silos, very specific information from the best person I can possibly get access to to go, okay, you you advance that more in my thinking, like, hey, there's something here or no, there's not. So that's kind of how I process it. Yeah. And it's very, very efficient. Good. So, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So for me, I'm in a little bit different scenario in that as the lead pastor, organizationally, I sit kind of on top of the the pile. So... I do have a coach that has the ability to just tell me whatever he thinks whenever he thinks it. That's awesome. And that's that's really important. But I have um, an executive team of 10 people, nine besides myself, that that I am specifically investing in. Uh, Five of them are male, five of them are female. Um, and I, and that's real intentional and there's no magic number there in my mind. 10 was the right number to accurately represent the staff that we had. And so I, this was, I had to make this adjustment because when I got here, um, the, the staff was two thirds women and the executive team was, uh, five or six men. It was all men. There was no women in that team. And I was like, okay, that doesn't work. That's not, we're not getting an accurate representation of what's actually going on on our staff. And so, um, we made some adjustments there and immediately put in some, some voices that would accurately represent the team. But I'm responsible for making sure that those nine other individuals are doing what they need to do for their team downline. So that's my, like, for me, when you think about who's in your tribe organizationally, it's not about, well, we click, we don't click. It's, it's not about any of that stuff. It's organizationally, who does the, who does the organization need me to reproduce myself in? Yeah. And that, that's way more important than, um, do I like you and do I not like you? Mm -hmm. Um, and that, and doing that well, actually 
will surprise you who steps up to perform that you didn't think was going to yeah. and who, and who, man, they, that person's got all the talent in the world and just absolutely underperforms every day. Yeah. You know, there's those people too. There are those people. And so unfortunately we get to deal with both sides of that. But for yeah. me, when I think about my tribe in the, in the business and the job world, it's not, has nothing to do with who I like and who I don't like. It has to do with who the organization demands that I make better. Yeah. So there's that piece. So we have the friendship piece. Um, we have kind of your business piece. How do you find, um, I, I don't know how to ask this question exactly. I want to talk about hobbies. Okay. So outside of um, business and then just friends that you hang out with, Yeah. what do you do intentionally to help kind of rejuvenate yourself? I. We we probably have the same hobby. It's just it's just working out. I mean, it literally has just now become a part of my life uh, since August of uh, was it 2020? I think it was when Mm -hmm. I did 75 hard. You know, like that for me, August 10th actually. And and I think you know that was that was something that I missed as a former athlete and just kind of really had let myself slide for probably a good five plus years. And so that I get asked that question a lot, actually. Hey, so Jason, what do you do outside, you know, work and your family? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I really have come to love working out. Just, you know, just it it allows me, myself to push. But um, I don't think I've played golf in five years. (laughs) Yeah. Don't play tennis. You know, I just, for me, it's, it's something that's very therapeutic and I really enjoy it. Yeah, I I um I used to play golf three times a week when I was young. Um, it, it's weird. I never got good at it, and and so I never really enjoyed it. Yeah, I played a lot of golf. Yeah, <laughs> I never got I never got to where like, I could I'll enjoy get out it. there and it's fun. You know what I mean? But like I just um yeah. I mean, so that that it, and and hobbies are important, and that and that time is important. I think everyone's just got to find what really makes you click. Because you know, being living here in Colorado, I got many friends that love mountain biking and right. You know, like that's their jam. You're like cool and awesome, and that's great. And then, um, yeah, we all have our we all have our things. So. Yeah. Well, and like <laughs> trail, we're in the trail running mecca of the world, right? Yep. Like, there's just so many awesome things. Here's the problem: uh, I'm six three and weigh two hundred forty pounds. Like, I'm not built to run trails. Yeah. You know, I'm built I'm built for speed, not for distance. <laughs> yeah. I got you at a hundred yards, but if you go much further than that, you know, it's just not going to work. Um, so that's the the dance of like, okay, great. That, that would be a healthy, good, awesome hobby. Yeah. I, I, my body wouldn't hold up. Yeah. No. So finding, finding those hobbies that are, um, useful for you. What I found with golf was I was really just going to hang out with the people that I was golfing with. And that's an awfully expensive hangout session. That's awfully expensive hangout session. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, if, the, I, if I was passionate about golf, that'd be one thing, but I'm not. Yeah. Well, they're out there. Like I just said, I was just at the Phoenix Open in uh, Arizona, and, and seven hundred and something thousand people show up over wow. four days. I was like, okay, there's a lot of bodies just here. So, you know, the other thing that I would probably put in the category of my hobbies is learning. Mm. I, I, I there's something that I have become very passionate about when it comes to learning. So just consuming information in areas that I absolutely love, and so I'd put working out and 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 just learning. And, and the reason I say learning versus reading, because, um, you know, if that's a podcast, a YouTube video, you know, just or, or reading a book or something around that content, I have just uh, 
yeah, I just, my mind's kind of always clicking and thinking, I guess. You know what's funny that I've discovered about myself is if I don't have a certain amount of mental stimulus in a day, I can't sleep at night, mm-hmm. which means I have to be in a learning mode or I don't sleep. Yeah. Like that, I don't know, I don't know anybody else that's ever told me that that's even a real condition. I just found that to be true in my life. Like if I haven't read, if I haven't had a stimulating conversation during the day or something, if I haven't had something that has stimulated my brain, I I don't sleep well. I would totally agree with that. 100%. And I think that's why it's become such a strong and and habit. So yeah, my word for two, I think I might've mentioned this to you for 2022 is learning. Like that's really kind of my focus this year is just I want to know, you know, I'm leaning into a couple subjects and I just really want to understand them a lot deeper to, to see where, where God wants to take that. Mm. So, and part of that learning is me learning more about myself. So it's not just external information. So I'm just doing things to be very intentional about, okay, who's like, who is Jason? Where does Jason want to go? And, you know, just kind of continuing to tighten up that feedback loop. So, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's that's cool. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that's good. I, I, uh, I, I enjoy this conversation around like who's in and who's out in your life yeah. and it is okay to have an out. It's okay to have people in your life that are like, no, like <laughs> you don't get a percentage of me for, for a myriad of reasons. So let me ask you this question. Maybe yeah. we'll tie down the show with this question. Okay. What's the criteria that you use for a, this is not a person I'm going to let in my life. I would say my immediate response to that is going to be their lens on how they view things. If it is going to be, you know, how was your day? Well, my day was okay. You know what I mean? There's just that negative tonality to it. Yeah. There's just not a sense of, of hope and purpose and mm. like, where are we, like, where are you going? Like, what are your dreams? Like that person, I, I just can't. Like, I, I want to be around people that, in, that kind of inspire me. And like, listen, we're all going to have bad days and we're all going to be like, you know, poor as me and my boss sucks or you know, right. like, that's just going to happen. Sometimes it's true. And sometimes it's really, really true. But we know those people, like when they just show up, they're just even in their tone. I'm just like, I don't have time for this. I just don't have the energy for it. I don't want to be around that. I want people to ask me really good questions so I can turn around and ask really good questions, you know, um, and uh, not one of those like, hey, I'm praying for you. Like, you know, no, you're not praying for me. So just don't say it. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, you know, like it's just that to me is just the immediate filter. Yeah. I just am not going to do it. I'm not going to go there. And, um, yeah. What about yourself? Yeah, I th- I think you know those are all um, part of it. Maybe maybe I would add just like, is this person safe? And and when I mean safe, it you know are they going to take what I give them and use it against me at some point, or yeah. use it to to develop an alliance against me at some point down the road? So there's that piece. But beyond that, like, are they kind? Are they yeah? Are they com- are they forgiving because you know we're all going to say stupid things like what are they going to do when they get hurt what 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 happens the first time we disagree yeah um is it going to just this relationship's never going to recover you know are they going to hold it over your head what yeah. what is going on there and that's you know those are some of the things that I would add to that in addition to you know the negativity yeah. and the lack of like the everything's hard everything sucks like yeah. or they just are just a constant emotional sponge like they're just absorbing all the emotional energy yeah. in the room i was in i was in this um this cohort uh they went through a year. We kind of had one of those guys. And so I was like after 8 months of hearing you freaking complain, I'm like I just can't do it. <laughs> He's like 
well, I'm really thinking about wanting to do this and start it. And I, fi- I was like, I was like, listen, Peter, do you, do you want, do you, you're sitting here asking our opinion. Do you really want my opinion? Yeah. Oh, Jason, I do. And dude, I just like leveled right into him. I was like, this is what you need to do. You got to stop saying this and you got to go do this, burn your boats. And, da, 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 da. and he was just like, and so what I found out later is he was basically so pissed off at me. Right. And I was like, dude, I'm just tired of you freaking sitting on your freaking butt complaining about this and you just got to go. Right. Well, what happened was four or five months later, he's like, that's the best thing that I needed was a little kick in the butt so that here I am today. And um, he's like, do you want to hang out? I'm like, no. I mean, I'll give you a little kick in the butt just because of the business situation that brought us together. But to that point where, um, yeah, I'm just kind of using this example of just, you know, somebody just sucking it, sucking it. No more. I can't do it. Right. And then to your point about the heart, because like when I heard you, you know, we talk about forgiveness and, and um, all of those things, which are just absolutely critical and grace, because we're all going to need it. You know, that, that kind of takes time for that to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. really expose itself to go like, oh, so that's who that person is. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, what you have, what you identified as like an immediate, like hard stop filter, yeah. like you, step one, you're not getting it. You're not getting into yeah. my life. Yeah. Um, but as the, as the relationship progresses, there's going to be those mm-hmm. spaces where you're like, oh, that's oh, who, okay. That's who you are. That's who you are. Yeah. Whoops. It, <laughs> the, um, I've made a mistake here. I'm going to yeah. correct it now. And the worst thing, let me say this, the worst thing you can do is when you find out that you've made a relational mistake, stay in that one minute longer. That's yeah. the worst mistake you can make. When when you know this is, this is a go nowhere relationship, run away. Yeah. And and have the courage to do that. And you might, they might say all manner of evil against you. Yeah. You know, I think one of the takeaways from this show that just kind of is really hitting me is that, you know, if you're listening, obviously you are listening to this, hopefully, is is that if you're married, just kind of really sitting down with your spouse and really thinking through that. Like, who are we letting into this space? Um, What does that look like? What does that mean? You know, do we have friendships that, you know, where, where do they sit inside of that ring? So I don't know. And, and sometimes we get to the point where we will talk about this in a future episode. My friend Bradley calls it sanctioned incompetence, where we just allow incompetence in relationship to become the norm of that relationship. And we yeah. got to do better. Yeah, I, I agree. So who's in your tribe? This might be something good for you to wrestle with this week, like maybe sit down with a piece of paper and say, okay, who's in? But more importantly, identify what's your criteria for yeah. allowing people to be in your world? Who, who gets to influence you? And who do you need to say no to? And maybe who do you need to pursue as somebody who could be an influence in your life? That'd be a great conversation for you to have wherever you have your personal development conversations, whether that's in a small group or with just with the guys hanging out or the gals hanging out, whatever it is for you to have the opportunity to really share like, Hey guys, this, I've been thinking about this. Like who do we, who do we let influence us? So it's an important one. Yeah. So if that's a benefit for you guys, like it, share it, um, for anybody that you think might, um, need to hear this. If you have any questions or comments or any criteria that you have for how you, um, filter your friendships, that we haven't talked about. We'd love to hear those. You can email us at either Aaron or Jason at ariel-tribe.com. But make sure you um, 
send that to us as well. That'd be, that'd be so much fun. In fact, it'd be fun to come back and go, Hey, here's one. We were talking about this and here's one that somebody sent us. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. And and this that'd is actually cool. really, really good. <laughs> this is something that we should have thought of. Yeah. Um, but anyway, make sure you send that. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. But until next time, guys, we'll be back with another great episode. Thanks for listening.